I'm Morgan. And I'm Trisha. And we are first time new moms. Join us on this crazy, beautiful ride of momhood where we mom cast each week, breaking the stereotypes of momhood and supporting each other on the good, bad, and often comical parts of being a mom. This is Mom Jeans and Minivans for the Perfectly Imperfect Mom. So I'm pretty excited. So tonight we have another guest and it is Tara. Yay. Yay. Welcome, Tara. Yeah, welcome. So Tara, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am, yes, I'm Tara. I am queen mother of Kaladin Lannister and he's just sweet and precious. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and Tara I, and I live very close to one another. We're kind of in, would you call it upstate New York? Well, it's very low upstate. Very but... low upstate. Yes. Because <laughs> how know, far are you guys from New York? We are about an hour from New York City. But no, it's a beautiful area here. What would you call it? Like Hudson Valley? <laughs> it's Hudson Valley. We're in the Hudson Valley. Yeah. Awesome. So how do you guys know each other? I met... Tara actually uh, working while I was pregnant, she came into a cafe I was working at and she was just as pregnant as I was and we totally hit it <laughs> off. <laughs> so, Baby bumps unite. <laughs> we all have babies around the same age, which is ex- really exciting yes. for all of us. Uh, I think I you also, have the oldest, right? I do I have mean, the by oldest. weeks, literally weeks. weeks. Literally, <laughs> all our babies are weeks apart. Oh my so, god, are you keeping track of that? Because I can't <laughs> anymore. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's two weeks between all of us. Like Trisha's two weeks, then you, Tara, and then me. It's amazing. So, do we want to talk about our subject, which is we want to talk about the birth labor stories (laughs) stories oh boy (laughs) oh my god so question for you guys I it's actually funny because I knew we were going to talk about our birthing stories tonight and I came across my list because I was a little neurotic being pregnant and I was making lists for products and everything but I found the one for the hospital I have a section hospital bag for me then for the baby which I referred to as little bean and then I have a section (laughs) as my birthing plan (laughs) okay wait i first have to ask you did you actually stick to even most of it because if you did girl right on i tried i kept to as much of it as i could (laughs) well you know what so for me i always knew i was going to be a scheduled c-section so i yeah so oh well i have to ask you about that element of relief so go ahead (laughs) see and not being able to have a natural birth was kind of taken away a part of me is curious about contractions and all that but at the same time like you said it was kind of nice to know all right the baby's coming on this day and it was super weird even talking to the doctors and going back and forth on originally they wanted me to deliver 39 weeks and then they came back and said no we want to do 37 weeks and my husband and I pushed for we didn't want to do 37 weeks. We wanted the baby to stay in there as long as possible, you know, let them develop. There's still so much going on with their development, brain, all that stuff. We just like the longer they're in there, the better. So we finally agreed to 38 weeks. And I guess my reasoning was that I have had, okay, this, (laughs) 
I'm trying to even think. Trisha, you know about that. You actually were in the hospital with me for one of these. I was. Okay. (laughs) So I have been cut open from the belly button down to the pelvic bone four times if you include my birth. And again, I have one child. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is something that everybody is going to need to elaborate on, obviously. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So I, I had uterine fibroids twice actually one time and I was 24 the first time we didn't know what was happening it was this whole thing um I remember going to just a regular doctor appointment and they're like oh do you work out your abs are really hard I was like I work out but I don't do crunches and it led to (laughs) all all these tests and basically they're like yeah you're stomach is as if you're like six months pregnant it was like super hard and um it turns out at that I had uterine fibroids we didn't know how to do like a pet scan and I remember going in and they told me it may or may not be cancerous and when we wake up when you wake up you may or may not have had a hysterectomy so if you can imagine at 24 trying to like contemplate do you freeze your eggs I wasn't dating anyone at the time um so yeah so that was deal with. dealing with that must have been pretty pretty crazy it was it was like forever ago so like i just remember waking up like all groggy and the first thing was do i still have my uterus did i have a hysterectomy so i have a little baby and i carried her so obviously i did not have a hysterectomy <laughs> Um, but that was 24. Then it was about four years later. And Trisha, this is when you visited me, but I was coming back from 4th of July. And I remember getting on the airplane from DC, coming back home to New York. And I felt awful. It was July 5th. And I was in so much pain. I got a wheelchair, my only wheelchair escort through the DC airport. (laughs) And I remember thinking, just keep it together. And as soon as the plane started taxing, I was puking on the plane. And luckily, it's a short flight. And they escorted me from LaGuardia Airport to the nearest hospital. (laughs) So that was fun. And that was, yeah, July 5th. And Trisha was kind enough to come and keep me company in the hospital while I lay. Was I in the ER? I don't even remember that. Yes, you were. (laughs) Well, it was really scary because you were in excruciating pain and you had no idea what was going on and you were alone. I mean, we lived in both Morgan and I worked at the same job. Morgan introduced me to Sunnyside, which is where we lived for a while. Sunnyside, Queens. Yeah. (laughs) And we both lived alone in our own apartment. So when Mm -hmm. you were coming back from your trip, I mean, you were just alone in excruciating pain in the ER. Like, how could I not go see you? Well, you were. Rock. <laughs> and I remember I added so much comfort because again from the west coast no, so all my family lived out there so yeah and it turned out I had a torqued left ovary <laughs> so they actually removed oh. three quarters of my left ovary and again this incision was belly button down because they're like let's just follow the previous incision then fast forward about god I don't know it was 2008 9 I'm so losing track of my surgery. kind of feel contraction <laughs> <laughs> You definitely went through it as far as like, you know, if someone's like, yo, did they put in the work though? Like, yeah, but she definitely put in the work. As far as like, no one can be like, oh, but she doesn't understand it though. Right. Well, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> 
so then after that, God, I like, honestly, it's all blurring together. I'm just like, ugh. I had another uterine fibroid about three, four years after that. So that was on my third fibroid surgery <laughs> or my second fibroid surgery, third surgery. So yes. Anyways, again, they just decided to follow the incision all the way down. So belly button down, they cut through all the muscle, blah, blah, blah. So that was why I've had three surgeries. <laughs> before actually getting pregnant. That's crazy. <laughs> but the whole point being that they didn't want to risk my uterine lining weakening through contractions. So that's why it was the whole debate between do we do 39 weeks? Do we do 37 weeks? And we finally settled on 38 wow, weeks. Oh, like if you actually go into labor naturally, what's that gamble? Yes, then that could have actually been really awful for myself and possibly the baby. So gotcha. you guys... Tara, I believe you ended up with a C-section, correct? Yes, I did. But wow, wait, hold on. Okay, so that Tara ended is up with a whole lot of things that she didn't have planned. <laughs> oh my God. It could, I feel like that would be, like, that's my phrase for how everything went. Nothing went to plan in anything. I feel like not even after my birth did anything go to plan <laughs> in my whole life. <laughs> and that was your first lesson in momhood. <laughs> Yeah, no, it hit hard too. Because you, Tara, initially wanted to just do natural, correct? Oh my God, yes. I wanted everything to be natural. Totally, like I said, Trisha, like completely hippie granola, everything natural. No medication. I wanted to just try it, do it. I had already beat like a really difficult illness. So like, why couldn't I handle natural birth? You know what I mean? And your illness being? Uh, I have shingles, which sounds or sounds not so crazy, but it is because I have no, it in but my it's... eye. <laughs> in my eye socket. <laughs> and my face. It's true. And it's it all these factors. Continues. It's all these factors that lead up to like, even before we have these babies, they affect the delivery. Like that's just real. Yeah, yeah, I had the nurses really bringing me my Valtrex and everything so that I had my prescription. <laughs> so and then so you wanted to go natural and what happened? So funny. All right. So for my labor and delivery story, it's funny because I didn't really at all go into labor and I went in for induction at her at basically 42 weeks, like 41 weeks and in a you day. And Trisha. Oh yeah, you guys yeah, we were, were like so late, the forty-two so month late. club, yeah. <laughs> forty-two week, not forty-two months. I know. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> it feels like it though. Yeah, oh my sure god, does. am I right? <laughs> yeah. But so I went in for induction, which was supposed to be like, okay, not so bad. We can still handle this. It's not the scariest thing. It happens all the time. And then nothing happened. Not anything happened with my body. Um, you know, well, so you Tara, want, did they... am I being gory details or not gory details? Yes, whatever you want to share. I say, I say gory. Did you, did they try and induce you sooner? No, actually I got lucky because I used, a like a, not a private OB or anything like that, but he really worked with me and he let me go as long as I really, truly possibly could. Absolutely. And okay. that was the longest 42 could weeks and being, right. Yeah, and Kaladin was born on the day that he was 42 weeks, you know, by their perfect calendar. So Remy was also so born yet. exactly on her 42, on 42 weeks, too. Wait, really? I didn't know that yeah. after all this time. That's I know. so cute. And yeah. Trisha, you did not end up 
getting induced? Like you wanted to go all natural as well. I wanted to go all natural as well. I read every single anime Gaskin book out there. <laughs> Who's that? I have, I have no, no idea. I have no idea who that you is. Guys, okay. <laughs> Tara, how do you not know anime Gaskin after one? So anime... I'm kidding. I know my, I know my guess, and it's, I mean, she's been around, I don't even know, forever. She has this, like, birthing facility um, called The Farm, and she's been doing it since, I want to say, Oh, okay, that 70s. doesn't sound like a cult at all, by the way. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yes, no, it does a little, but she's also... <laughs> She's also one of, I mean, like the the best out there. She's done a number of different talks. She's written a ton of books. Like it was obviously you have to take everything with a grain of salt. I feel like anything that you read, you have to do your own research and you have to figure, yes. you have to read from different places. You can't just read from can one I, place. Can um, I ask you guys? So that was one of the things I actually try to steer away from looking things up, up online during the pregnancy and through the delivery. Like I okay, was so, so you know paranoid. What? Actually, I'm going to take a real quick side uh, detour on that and say that in everything, a lot of times with parenthood, I realized that like everything on the internet is like this. You have this plethora of resources at your fingertips, but everything is completely different. You're getting a thousand different opinions at once. And the point is at the end of it, you still end up looking it up. So it's like, look up a recipe, how to cook chicken. And it's going to tell you like two and a half hours at 380 degrees. And then like an hour an and 48 minutes at 400. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? So you still end up, even in this day and age, doing it on the fly with whatever knowledge you could possibly muster from, honestly, other people. And maybe some things you could look up. Yes. So, Trisha, yes. did you actually, like, what did you take from, what's her name? Gaskin? I know. I Gaskin. Gaskin. So I actually <laughs> had, like, when I talked to people and told them, you know, I really want to have a natural birth. And I know it's very difficult yes. to do in the hospital hospitals nowadays yeah you fight a lot of things we could spend the whole segment talking about that oh my god (laughs) Um, it's up against you that's a losing battle at this point yeah it, it truly is. And so I had three different people suggest Ina Gaskin to me. So okay. that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to read it. And I, as I read it, I liked it and I kept reading it. And there were parts that were just too far crunchy granola, like too far. Wait, but what is the name really other of her publications? What's that? Like, what is like the book that you would have read or whatever? Um. Oh my gosh. I have to look at the names again. I have like mom. Right, we can actually post that on our link later yes. so people can find it yeah yeah because there's Mom, so what did you take away trisha that you did like about the book so what i did like about it is that um, or that you use for your actual plan and you haven't even said but you were able to go natural you were one of those super mamas mm-hmm. I, That's my was. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty determined i was tr- i tried to be really open to the idea that there's always the chance of complications but mm-hmm. i was I was pretty dead set on having an all natural birth, no medication. My mom did it for myself and my twin sister. And ever since I was young, oh, I was like, amazing. If my mom can do that with twins. Like, I can totally do that. Seriously. So <laughs> it was kind of in my head. Do it twice, huh? uh, I got freaked out. I will say I got freaked out towards the end when they were like, oh, you're going to have, you know, a not like a eight and a half, nine pound baby. <laughs> 
Now, mind you, I am like a thin, never gone above like 120 pound, five foot five, and oh, such a female. problem to have. My yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not having that big of a baby. Like, I was like five pounds. That's not happening. And it really got and in we my, wonder, it got we in wonder my head. Your I pelvis hurts now. I, I was really, I was really nervous. It got in my head. I was like, I'm, I don't, I don't want to have that big of a baby. And, but going back to Ina Mae Gaskin is something that I took away from the book is she said that no woman's body is going to produce a baby that she cannot birth. And I thought that that was really okay. profound because yep. a lot Do of you doctors will tell you telling you, can't. you that. I also told you that. And I have never read this Ina, <laughs> but I also read that in my own findings and mm-hmm. I believe it to be true just because you, yes. you got to kind of trust that evolution sort of worked that shit out because if it was doing its main goal it would be to just you know get there like don't completely mess up the door if you're trying to walk in somewhere (laughs) wait okay so trisha yes so i don't think any of us have really gone into our actual labor slash c-section so kind of like walk us through you you had a schedule induction or what happened the day of? So it's kind of crazy how it works. So the the hospital wanted me to be induced at 41 weeks and I had to sign waivers and paperwork. I had to go into the hospital at 41 weeks to have a bunch of tests done. I had to go for ultrasounds. I had to have uh, just everything for hours. I was mm-hmm. at the hospital for hours and they wanted to keep me there. They wanted to just keep me there and induce me. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I have had the most amazing pregnancy. I really had a great pregnancy. Like I, I did yoga throughout my pregnancy. I really didn't feel like I was hindered at all with the exception of bending over to put on shoes. Um, it wasn't for me to like those last two weeks that I was like, Oh, I'm starting to feel the pregnancy. Yeah. You're so oh, like, you had a rough I one? Mean, um, yeah, I know. I what? was lucky. No. I'm very grateful to be, for No, actually, to be honest with you, you no, Trish, you are. I, I also had a very pleasant one. So that's why I'm saying we're all lucky, but I know oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. people that don't. So that's what it is. So having such a, a fantastic pregnancy, I it just felt, and wanting to have a natural birth, I was mm-hmm. very against it. Everything I had read said that, and this was also part of Ina Mae Gaskin and other things I've read. Like I might refer to Ina Mae Gaskin, but I, I really did read up a lot. I talked to a lot of previous moms. I talked to any of my doctor friends, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, oh, I'm just really, Busting on you, honey. <laughs> 40, oh no, bust away. But um, it was, you know, a lot of what I read was saying that it's totally normal to go 41, 42 weeks. That's totally normal. So I didn't want to push anything. I really wanted her yeah. to come on her own time. Yep. So yeah, and I agree it, that is, let me tell you, and, and Terry, you may have dealt with this. I did not prepare myself for the amount of texts and phone calls I would get in those two weeks asking me, did she come? <laughs> did she come? How are you feeling? Oh, How are you doing? It God. made me so stressed and anxious. <gasps> Uh, did you a get those thousand, a thousand i had like daily updates it's by horrible day. Like, oh my god every every five seconds somebody wanted to know like i wasn't the first one that's being like when the fuck see? are you gonna show up <laughs> yeah <laughs> see and that's something i can't relate to because i knew exactly what day 
and what time this baby was going to be born. I actually did kind of like a lottery, not a lottery, but I, I'm blanking on words, like a bet. So for people to guess like the date that she would be born, I didn't know what I was going to have. So that was another thing, like the date, the time and what I was having. I had to like come up with some fun because everything was so predictable in like when she was coming. Oh, so you guys really had nice the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I knew, I knew I was having a girl. I wanted to know immediately. Did you, Tara? Oh yeah, no, I wanted to know too. I'm a so I, I wanted to know what was going in there. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I totally needed preparation for that. I don't. I completely respect people that do wait, but I was just like, no, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like the pregnancy, the the labor in itself was going to be so huge and new and a change Mm -hmm. I didn't want the surprise of is it a boy or is it a girl like I just and I'm also like a planner I just wanted to know and not even necessarily for decorating or clothing purposes because I like neutrals (laughs) it was more just I didn't want another surprise on that day because there was going to be enough change and surprises in itself (laughs) see that's so funny because for me It's one of the things that I would absolutely not change should like I have another kid. I love the fact that we had no idea what we were having. Yeah. Like that element of surprise. And when they held her up and they just like held her up high enough and they were just like, how come? How come you didn't want to know? Or like rather like where did you sit with that? Because with the temptation, Morgan, it's it's like you could you can know. Like in terms of the temptation, like the twenty week ultrasound was probably the hardest because we had to look away when they started you know working their way to the nether region. Honestly, yeah. my husband and I were both on the same page. Like just really the birth. That's something that like you just you can't ever. I, I can't even explain the excitement between of just not knowing and it just feels like the most natural thing in terms of if you think back to what 30 40 years ago how long ago before people like i don't know actually didn't know about i would probably and, like, say testing. if you if you think back like two hundred and fifty thousand years ago you didn't get to know ever that's a seriously new luxury so exactly like there's just something so i wanted to the core like right and beautiful about that and i have to say i didn't really ever think about it like that maybe if there ever it would be a second time around. Maybe I would just like, boom, I'll leave that to whatever. You know what I mean? I think I think a part of it, I just wanted to enjoy the ride and the excitement of the not knowing. And I'm like you, Trisha. Like, I didn't care about the neutral. Like, I shouldn't say the neutrals, but I didn't care about pink, blue. Having the clothing, it really didn't matter to me. I didn't feel like that was a necessity for being prepared. Mm-hmm. It was just, it allowed me to enjoy the pregnancy and let that day build even more. Like when they held her up, there was nothing like it. And they're like, can you see? And they're holding her over the curtain to basically show me her private parts so I could know if it was a boy or a girl. (laughs) You know, like there's just, you can't ever get that back, the not knowing. I think family was probably more annoyed. And that's the question I got all the time of, you seriously don't know? Or why won't you find out? And like we painted two totally different schools of thought. It's like the people who want to know and the people who don't want to know and the people who want to know the 
people who don't want to know can't understand it. I had so many yeah. people say, but that's yeah. the biggest, best surprise in life. And I was like, yes, I don't agree. Exactly. <laughs> and like, at no point did I ever waver. Like I was a hundred percent sure. I just didn't want to know. I'm yeah. so glad well, I and didn't so know. I will say just on that note that you got that moment where they held the baby up for you. Mm-hmm. I had a 40 hour labor. And at the end, I didn't get that moment because because we had what? there was like a slight little emergency at the end and they had to whisk her away. So had I not known the sex and I didn't get that moment, I not only would I be like, is everything okay? I'd be like, what is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you gave birth where? Like you had all natural, but you were in a hospital at home. Where I were was. You? I was in a hospital, but it was a birthing center within the hospital. So it's kind of like a combination between kind of having a, I, I don't want to say having a home birth because you're not home, mm-hmm. but it's a birthing center. So it's so, it, not so hospitally. Like every room had a birthing tub, which I thought was I was going to say, incredible. yeah, you were in a tub, right? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't wow. give birth to her in the tub, but I had the opportunity to go in the tub, which I didn't know if I'd even want to use because I don't even like to take baths. But <laughs> let me tell no, you, I dirtiest bath. So grateful to do your labor in the bath and help with the pain of it right and know? that's what it like, did it well, I, didn't... I was planning to get like lavendered up it was gonna be so great like but then I obviously couldn't find you know a birthing center with a birthing tub <laughs> <laughs> until the very last so minute what when part I of met yours you was ne- <laughs> yes when you had already chosen your hospital I know that was your intention what part of mine was natural um, I guess I would. Did you say ever get to go natural? <laughs> the, my the complete of rejection of birth <laughs> entirely was my body just naturally doing its thing. Maybe, <laughs> like, um, no, nothing so was natural. Nothing. No, not even a little bit. They were like, "Hey, you know what? Listen, you're a good sport. Everything's cool, but your body is just like, nah." <laughs> and all right, let's get back to just, you, Tara. Yes, <laughs> that's how we're gonna do let's it. Get, I want to get back to. You were at 42 weeks and you went in for the, to be induced and your body wasn't responding. So what so, were they doing? Pitocin? Like what? Okay. So I went in and of course, Pitocin, that's always, everybody knows it. It's the infamous Pitocin. And Pitocin does what? Cause again, okay, I didn't so have Pitocin, that. Okay. So is I think it's in the opiate family, but again, people we're not medical professionals, so you know you <laughs> we're not doctors here. Risk. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's supposed to make the muscles contract, but apparently it gotcha. makes all of the muscles in like that area localized sort of just go crazy and it's very painful, and that turned okay. out to be incredibly true, <laughs> graphically horrifically so painfully true, and anybody who has ever had Pitocin would know that. Then they were like alright, so you aren't dilated at all, we'll give you a catheter and I sat and after like 22 hours on Pitocin and no dilation whatsoever <laughs> he was basically 22 like, hours hey. yikes yeah but the so then you know the heat yeah was like all right we're gonna do a c-section but i still had contraction like all those hours some of them was the baby in distress like a, during any of this no i was lucky he was fine during all of it so like they monitored me i was very lucky to be at an amazing hospital and those staff women were literally there with me 24 hours a day so they, he was totally fine. He was still doing fine, 
So they figured, Mm -hmm. let's say something goes wrong after 30 hours on this, like, crazy hormone, then you need an emergency C-section. So they just went and did it. And he was like, hey, okay, so we'll get you in in, like, 45 minutes. And I was like, what? (laughs) 45? And we all just kind of did it. But it was so, so scary. I can't even tell you. It was just, for me, that was the whole process or the C-section. Well, probably actually the whole process, but the Mm C-section, I mean, in the day I had kind of sort of mentally prepared that that would probably be the direction we go because I could feel my body. I was like, nothing's happening. I am just as completely pregnant as I was five minutes ago and nothing's changing. Like he was ready to just cook out there forever. And then that was it. They were like, all right, enough. So we're going to just cut all our liabilities and just cut them right out of you. (laughs) So like you said, like, I can't even imagine. I feel like that would be the worst case scenario going in trying to be all natural and then suddenly having a c-section like you literally are giving birth (laughs) every way possible and that had to be so scary because like it's the c-section I knew what was coming and I was still so freaked out by it it was really honestly the anesthesia part that freaked me out knowing I'd had the three surgeries prior and that they cut me open and I'd been completely knocked out and the idea of being awake for this just didn't seem right and that they were gonna like cut me all the way open but yeah. I would be awake it just I couldn't wrap my mind around that uh, <laughs> no there's a there's a there I have to say that was probably the biggest mental thing like you don't know yeah how anything could go and you're like sitting there after having gotten the weirdest feeling thing of a spinal tap and then all of a sudden yes, you're like and that right, part freaked don't me out. freak out <laughs> yeah exactly you're like don't freak out so you know what and this is oh, i have to say God. if i if i give any advice don't ever take me too seriously but if for anyone out there who gets a C-section, because it happens so often, and even mm-hmm. honestly, I have to say quickly, if I ever do it again, I'd, I'd actually do it again. <laughs> Just try not to fucking move your legs. Don't do it. Sorry to curse, but don't do it. Just relax. Wait, because mo- the more try that you not fight, to move your yeah. No, the more, exactly, the more that you like fight the numbness that, because you know that something's about to happen. <laughs> the worse you're gonna be so just don't fight it go calm yeah you were touching on the part that freaked me out the most it was it's the so needle bad. in the spine oh. is what freaked me out and like i got oh, lucky so enough bad. that my neighbor is an anesthesiologist and she happens to be an anesthesiologist at the hospital i delivered at so she had her friend who would be doing it for me that day look out for me which kind of gave me a little calmness during that but the idea of a needle in my spine freaked me out and I was so afraid of moving and then I was I don't know I thought I'd See, like, I be paralyzed or something I don't know you had the time to think about it if it was actually oh, exa- worse because oh. like think about it I had 45 minutes I didn't have that <laughs> whole like oh my god let me sit you know what I mean like you definitely were mulling that over you didn't the have whole 38 weeks. time yeah so <laughs> I just I have to say, I'm sure that when you sit down there on the table without your pants, the same amount of fear is probably in the same oh, woman, God. girl, lady that sits there. 
you know and, and oh it boy happened so i'm sure fast, we the numbness. all were just like let's not move that's what i did i was like i will yes. concentrate on so not moving so i don't have like spinal it, cord damage exactly <laughs> and like literally they give you the little the needle and then they want to spin you back like i was on the side of the bed and then they spin you back around i was like oh i'll help spin myself around it was seconds and i already couldn't feel my lower half oh it's my god crazy how so, quickly I'm, it like, happens i'm nauseous listening to you guys talking about this <laughs> and that's the thing like i didn't have a choice in this so yeah no you are touching on what actually freaked me out the most and i was perfectly fine through the pregnancy like again it was a great pregnancy i was one of the lucky ones but it was the idea of the needle in the spine that had me freaked out now did you have any complications because apparently i was just telling trisha the other day (laughs) I didn't realize my blood pressure dropped. Oh, yeah, my husband. <laughs> I was telling him, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about our, our uh, labor stories. And I was kind of like, you know, rehashing it with him. He's like, what about when your blood pressure dropped? I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about my labor story? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, you're like, yeah, add that to my list of things that definitely didn't go as I planned. <laughs> Everything was smooth. And I think she was was out i keep saying it was like 15 20 minutes my husband lets me know it's like double that time (laughs) but the only complication i really had besides apparently low blood pressure was i couldn't breathe like it was i kept i couldn't breathe gasping and shallow breath yeah yeah wasn't that scary oh the thing is you don't expect that because you're like (laughs) no because you're like they're taking a load off my chest why can i not breathe at all why is this terrible pressure like it's it actually like the procedure itself is pretty taxing to the body especially if you have been on pitocin but the thing about a c-section is that they also give you pitocin so a lot of times you'll talk to women and they like they're like oh my god i couldn't hold the baby because like my arms were shaking and i was so weak and see i didn't have that that. happens well maybe it's again i didn't have pitocin and all that yeah or well like with previous labors with most c-sections they've already they went into labor and you know what i mean most of the time things don't always go right doesn't always go as planned so yeah you end up with a c-section and they're already on tosin because it was Was meant to assist their labor you know so to speak was your incision vertical or horizontal was it a bikini cut mine was horizontal and pretty low so that's less taxing okay yeah i found out you know later that he did a good job as far as like the top incision like on that scar tissue Mm -hmm. there but underneath it's just like its own you know, the body yeah, and I, found its way back together again, just uh, like the body will do. And that's how it goes. You, you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually didn't know how they were going to cut me open until they went in. Like that was a and big conversation was for me. this time too? Correct. Because they were worried about having too much scar tissue underneath and that they didn't want to cut through the same incision for a fourth time. And so they said not until I could get, not until I was in the delivery room and they had a 
kind of, I guess, feel around the previous scars to see how the skin reacted. I don't know. They did their whole doctor thing that they would either go through the incision again or give me a whole new one, which I didn't want. Like as much as like vertical was taxing and takes about double the time to recover from. I was like, oh, I don't want a big upside down T Oh, oh, my oh, oh my gosh oh actually girl i agree with you i feel that i understand that. i'm being real here i totally get that i get it <laughs> so luckily they were able to use the same incision and they said the previous doctor had cleaned up all the scar tissue it looked great but that was another unknown coming into You're it so like weird. how was i going to recover from it Ugh. but trisha i know you didn't have the c-section and we kind of like left off you're like and they whisked remy away dot 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 oh. you want to continue <laughs> that's the end i feel like there's so much but why did they ris- whisk her away though so part oh, of yeah part like, of the, like the reason that the doctors if you don't mind what was that emergency kind of that happened at the end part of the reason that the doctors want to induce you before 42 weeks is because you're at a much higher risk from 41 weeks to 42 weeks for complications. One of those being meconium aspiration, which is when the baby has their first poop, which is meconium, in the uterus. And And they they breathe it in in their lungs. So, I mean, I had such a tough labor. And obviously, a tough labor for me also means a tough labor for her. And she literally, right before she came out, like when she was in the canal, uh, she had her first poop she had the meconium so when she came out they they literally like they seconds before she came they were like okay this is the birth plan dad's gonna cut the cord and all this stuff like they were going through my whole birth plan and all of a sudden you you see okay we gotta cut it and i see i see them clamp the cord cut it whisk her away and I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? It was so scary. Like after 40 hours of an unmedicated, tough, tough labor, I didn't even get to see my baby for like five minutes. <laughs> and let's be honest, that's all oh. we are waiting for at this point. We've been and, counting down to that moment. And let me tell you, so like what they had to do, luckily it was right at the end. So she didn't have to go into any NICU. Like she didn't need to have any tubes mm-hmm. down her throat, nothing. They were able to wipe her down, you know, get all the fluids out of her nose and her mouth and her throat before she breathed so but I didn't oh, get God. to hear her cry for a while oh, and I was just it, God, that's minutes oh, like I can't imagine felt like minutes that it was it was tough but I had my husband there I had my twin sister there and I had a whole team of people and I had a midwife that was amazing and she the first thing she said she looks at me and she said her skin color is amazing everything is fine she's doing really well she's like she May put me right at ease. And after going through that tough of a labor, I was kind of out of it. I kind of was just like, if you say she's yeah. okay, she's okay. I'm not going to that's get all you remember. upset about something that's out of my control right now. If yep. you tell me yeah. she's okay, I'm not going to make it something that's not. And then I finally heard her cry. And I was just like, that's, oh my God. Oh. And then I was like, can I see uh-huh. her? Like, <laughs> Doesn't that just make you emotional thinking about it right now? Like, for me, that's all I was waiting for was the cry. Like, nothing else mattered. I was feeling this shallow breath, but I was just waiting for that cry. And to me, that means she's okay. Um, I I feel like, yes, I I feel like in that moment, I was so exhausted that Mm -hmm. I just felt like a goddamn warrior. Like, I really was like, I could handle anything that life (laughs) throws at me. Like, that's what I was thinking in that moment 
Like I can Girlfriend, do you went all natural. <laughs> you went all natural. She dislocated your pelvis. Yes. <laughs> you, you didn't touch on that. But I like you that are a freaking that warrior. Just sums it all right up right there. <laughs> well, here I am. So it's kind of funny, right? You think to myself like the the idea of a C-section, all the drugs after, you know, trying to be so cautious about what I'm putting in my body and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I wanted to go natural. I didn't want her to have to be exposed to anything unnecessarily before yes. she had to. And so and also just I never really had any major major surgeries. I had two foot surgeries and I broke my nose in college and I played soccer in college and slightly different. Yeah. So I, the <laughs> idea of like a major surgery on like my abdomen was so scary, like a nightmare yeah. stomach. It, it sucks. We'll, yeah. we'll say that it sucks. And, I, and my friend had a, a C-section, a really close friend of mine. And, you know, she was like, they go through your, your abs and you can't lift anything. You can't do this. And it freaks no. me out. So yes. there's that part of it. Right. And then I do this natural birth and I am still months later having to do physical therapy and stuff to try and get my pelvis back into functioning order. So <laughs> it doesn't but matter you what you do. A freaking warrior. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, like, would I change it? No, I feel like no. I got really lucky with a baby that is super alert and she has such a great Amazing. disposition. She and... is the only baby I know from like your first day that she legit eyes wide open and smiling. That baby marinated for might as well have been 60 weeks because she was so <laughs> alert and just energetic. Like, it's crazy uh, you got all that from the photo. So we both popped eye like uh, blood vessels in our eyes and I mean because of the pushing and wait my, you both as in you and Remy Remy and I both yeah she had a little pop blood vessel too Aww. she was she was she works just as hard trying to get out and <laughs> uh, my face like blew up about three times the size of it like I looked like I was in a boxing match no joke if you see pictures I look like I was in a boxing match I have black and blue eyes because of the pushing and just the whole experience and she comes out and she was alert and awake and content yeah, and happy was. for six hours. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little Remy. Uh, oh, she wasn't oh, what... little. <laughs> no, she wasn't, but she is no, still little. She still isn't now. Like the girl's like the baby version of Xena. Like she came out, she's like, I'll kick your ass. I could kick your ass right now. So you know what I mean? You both definitely are tough. You're, yeah, you, you are. You'll, you'll eventually She gets heal. it from her mama. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Either of you have birthing plans. And I know it sounds like maybe I was the only one that actually knew exactly what was going to happen because Trisha, she was whisked away. Exactly. And Tara, you weren't planning on a C-section. But for me, my big concern, like I wrote out a birthing plan, even though I don't know if this is, is even possible because they're like cutting me open. But for my birthing plan, I was just so concerned about skin to skin. I wanted that bonding moment, I think, even more knowing that I wasn't going to have contractions and labor and I just I wanted her to be able to bond with me I was afraid of them just picking her up have that Lion King moment 
holding her in the air and then whisking <laughs> her away and you know us not even touching so for me that was I remember just telling everyone please can I just like you put her on my chest when she comes like that was huge for me and also that I wanted to be able to breastfeed and I'd read okay I said I didn't read much and I didn't but what I did read was about babies through c-sections sometimes don't latch or breastfeed as well because it depends how many hours go by they don't know your recovery time it could be hours before like you can even breastfeed Mm -hmm. and then so that was another big thing that I wanted to be able to breastfeed her and I even brought little (laughs) I'm laughing because this was on my hospital list for in the bag I brought little small containers for my first milk in the colostrum so that if I wasn't Aww, present, that girl, they would so like give that to her. <laughs> damn, girl. But the thing is, like, you had it in your boobs before I know, but she was even born. Someone could have milked so me like a cow. You could have breastfed the minute that you were with her. And the thing yes, is, I was you don't worried know what's about gonna that happen. too with all the fears of C-section. Especially because, too, the other thing is they're not going through the same hormonal change and everything that happens in all those lap hours of labor and that even in the hours before it even like actually starts your body's already like prepared and doing shit one of the things i noticed was that it took my body it like recovery wise weeks to realize i wasn't even like pregnant anymore i have totally totally delayed not pregnant you know what i mean like i could feel that my body and my hormones just were like wait what do you mean like versus just like post-pregnancy hormones do you feel like your body was still pregnant you had the hormonal still pregnancy hormones yeah and all of my changes came much later sort of i don't know well maybe that's a different time to discuss that but <laughs> i know I'm like, what just, changes the, the just... hormone changes don't <laughs> don't happen so like you have different fears with the bonding and if you're gonna get the same amount of oxytocin as a woman who is natural and everything like okay. that but i don't know did they're, you they're no, ready they're ready a, to go a birthing plan right Tara? Did you have a birthing plan? For many of the beginning months of my pregnancy, I did. And then as things went on, I was just like, you know what? I know what I want. And I'm like 80, like 80, 90, 100. Like I'm there with I know what I want, but I don't want to be completely upset or whatever if things don't work out. And as I got more and more pregnant and nothing happened, I was like, well, I'm really happy that that tiny little part in me that I always ignore reserved the option that if I can't go natural something else might occur you know well thank god that you had an open mind because for you that was exactly what happened yeah but only a very very small part of me was okay with it beforehand (laughs) you know probably maybe maybe. so i also had a birthing plan but i also i mean i was able to i was really lucky i was at my twin sister's birth of her first child so my nephew and so i got to see birth firsthand like a natural birth firsthand and she ended up having we're gonna have to have her as a guest but she ended up having she did have a natural birth but she had back labor I also had back labor and I don't know do you guys know what back that labor sounds is? horrific yeah apparently my <laughs> mom had it and it sucked and it's, I didn't get to, I have to say I didn't get to have that is it like back spasms that. extremely painful back spasms it's pretty much it's spine on spine the baby's sunny side up Ugh. so yeah. as they're coming out it's like your spines are grinding against each other and like it, it's really really painful well, so normally like when the baby comes out you know their feet are in the air obviously instead of being breached but their face 
can be on your spine or the back of their skull and their spine can be on your spine and your pelvis. And if that, the bone on bone is grinding together, it's significantly more painful versus a face and then two chubby little baby pecs and a yeah. belly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so oh. it's, it's, that's what back labor is. It's absolutely terrible. It's terrible. And it was oh, obviously horrific. different for my twin sister than it was for me. I was, I mean, it was horrendous, but she, she got to a point, she wanted to have a natural breath too. And she got to a point where she realized that she, her body was not relaxing enough because it was in so much pain that she needed an epidural. No. So she got an epidural and then it changed everything and it allowed her to still have that natural birth opposed to having an emergency C-section. So it's crazy okay. how you have to make those decisions in those moments, but yeah, back labor, horrible. <laughs> back to the, uh, what was it? The labor, I mean, I'm sorry, the birthing plan. Um, yes. Having been at her, I was like an advocate for her. Uh, I was at that labor. So, and her husband had just had brain surgery. So it's a whole long thing, but I was her main person there and she had an extensive birthing plan. And I realized after being in the hospital, how, how important it is to have a person there that is an advocate and knows what you want down to the T. Yeah. Because when you are in yeah. labor, you yeah. cannot speak for yourself. No, I totally my, agree with that. Your judgment's completely. so cloudy. My like you husband just, and I yeah. were 100% on the same page and he spoke up and he did everything to make sure that we had the birth Aww. that we wanted. And I, yeah. That's and so awesome. Him, my sister was like my cheerleader, literally in my crotch as I'm pushing. He was up near my head. <laughs> so it was like, they, I, I, needed the, I needed them both and it was amazing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so I knew with a, I knew with a birthing plan, you can have a birthing plan, but it, rarely will go exactly as you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I also had very similar to you, Morgan. I really was like really big on the skin on skin immediately yes. letting them nurse. And I also, I was really, that's a big part of my birthing plan was picking the right hospital too. And knowing I liked mm -hmm. that I had a combination that's of physicians and midwives. Yeah. Yep. I agree with um, that completely. Another thing that I really wanted, which I didn't get because of my situation, was that I didn't want the baby to be like washed or cleaned or anything right away because they have something on them called varnix when they first come out, which I wanted them to rub into her skin. It's supposed to help <laughs> with skin allergies. And I, I have never a little, heard of this. Yeah, I have a little bit of um, like I get my, my dad and I both we have dry skin. I have a little bit of eczema on my hands. And I wanted to try and protect her skin from any kind of allergies or over dryness or anything like that. So that was See, another I thing that was on my list. I know that about the allergies, but mm -hmm. I know it because the vernic, uh, it like a natural kind of antibacterial that they come out with. Yeah, so it's like protect Yeah, like you suppose you'd wipe some of it off, but rub, you know, some of it in in that process. And it keeps them protected so that they aren't like, you know, exposed to infection immediately. Immediately. So if you're lucky, you'll find a hospital that does delayed washing. And I think that that's something that everybody should look for if it isn't like a policy already adopted by a hospital like near you. And I think just even picking where you are going to deliver is for me, it was one of the biggest decisions I made because uh -huh. I actually picked a new OBGYN based on where they could deliver. I loved my gyno 
but they couldn't deliver at the hospital that I wanted to use. And so That's therefore I had method. to find new doctors. Yeah, like how, and how do you I'm so start glad where I did. you start? I would say like that, like find a hospital, tour a hospital that you really like and let's see the gynecologist uh, yeah. that service there. Because, you know, also too, a lot of they go, they're not on call with their doctor. So they're with somebody else in the team and yeah. that happens a lot or a shift changes. Or anything it's, can happen. Like I wanted a place yeah, they had, exactly they were associated it. with CHOP and so, heaven forbid that Charlie came out and needed help in some sort of way. I wanted her to have the best possible care she could. And so I just was trying to prepare the best I could. We all got really, really lucky. Yes. But, <laughs> but a lot of people don't. So many you people just don't. don't know. So There's so many variables. Strong. Exactly. Like we did. We got so fucking lucky. <laughs> so lucky. Well, now we have these cute little babies. <laughs> I know. And we're just rearing them as we get. <laughs> now, would you guys change anything? Like, obviously, Tara, you'd probably say no C-section, I'm guessing. But is there anything either of you would change about going into delivery? Like, I guess, of the decisions you made, so, would you try to do differently? Because nothing went at all how I would have wanted it to. And I could kind of change everything. Everything. The main thing I always took away from it was how lucky I am that the two of us were mm-hmm. completely healthy and fine and everything. Yes. Like, no, you know what I mean? It may, in a different time, that may not have been what occurred. So we're, the fact that we're both here, the maternal death rate's totally safe and sound in Warwick, New York, like no problems. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So I wouldn't actually change a thing because I have a beautiful, amazing, healthy Everything turned child. out perfectly. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, that's totally great. And, you know. I'm with you. Like, you got to just kind of take anything. the cards. Yeah, take exactly. Change, take the you know how the hand is dealt to you, and it, hopefully, if you're lucky, it's a good one. And I feel like also I was trying to think like again, you can't predict. It's just so unpredictable. But just doing my dil- due diligence early on with picking doctors I trusted, hospitals because it'll be so out of your control, and you have to put your faith in them. Like. That in itself gave me some peace of mind. Yeah. And I probably drove myself crazy those weeks leading up to it, going back and forth, because I could pick which doctors were going to do the C-section because I was just so scheduled. That was a huge factor. And because I was considered high risk because they didn't want me to rupture, I got two doctors in there. So I was trying to find like a schedule of what doctors would be there and all this that maybe in a way it did give me peace of mind. So I'm like, all right, I'm in the best possible hands and my baby is. So I'm just glad that I did that. And it, like you said, Tara, it all worked out perfectly. What yeah. about you, Trisha? Anything you would change? No, I mean, I don't think I would change anything. Um, or that you wish you had fought for or you had known going in? No, I mean, I, I really, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like my whole labor, like as much as I was able to get exactly what I wanted, it was tremendous for me like the fact that my hips still bother me like mm-hmm. I still I, I mean yeah. you, I just saw you the other day Morgan and I was like oh my hips are out of place it's you were just trying to walk me. up a hill and yeah. it <laughs> it was hurting you yeah so it's like sometimes like it's almost like a constant reminder of that labor and it was hard I mean there was there came a point where I had to go to the bathroom and I couldn't move my legs 
because my, she was stuck on my pelvis and I just, I couldn't move my legs. And like, it's kind of funny, but it's my, my husband stood behind me. He, he, he tucked his feet underneath my heels and we literally had to do like a glide to the bathroom. Like, and it was just, it was, it was more than so beautiful about that. It's like that moment kind of encompasses everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is I had, because I, it was a birthing center. I, what I came most prepared with was I want to make sure I have my essential oils and my playlist (laughs) and my speaker. Girl, that is on my list too. It was bring my earbuds. But what I love about that is for two things about having the music is there is one song in particular that when I hear it will bring me immediately back to that place. But that calm, that calm throughout the whole thing. I mean, obviously for a 40 hour labor, like I had major breakdown moments where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I could do this. But then I was like, I'm so far in, I'm not giving up now. But there were those moments throughout all of it that I was just, I was trying to focus on everything that I had practiced ahead of time, which is breathing through the contractions. And I worked so hard at staying calm and positive throughout the pregnancy that I wasn't going to let that change while I was in labor. And there's this one song on my playlist that just, it makes me think of Remy and the pregnancy and what the song labor. is it? I have to find it. I was just looking actually, cause it's a yoga song and I can't think of, mm-hmm. I can't think of the name. <laughs> I had it on my playlist where I didn't really need to know the name and then I I can't find it. So I will find it and I will also (laughs) make sure that I include that. My, I have like mom brain. I can't remember anything. And that's our life now. That's, (laughs) I also have that um, condition. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But there was also, so we were able to have the same room for everything. Like that's where we were throughout the whole labor and for the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so and, amazing. Yeah. So we had like the same music, everything playing. And um, when my sister has a little video of my husband, like meeting Remy for the first time after she was obviously cleaned off, they made sure she was okay and his hands on her. And all of a sudden you hear in the background, the first time I ever saw your face and it's like, Oh my God. It was perfect. Instant tears. So the music was like, that was on my, I wanted to make sure I definitely had like a playlist. I made a whole playlist for the entire labor delivery, that whole thing. So that was fun. So it's funny you say playlist because for me, we had a playlist, but it was songs that we were playing Charlie while I was pregnant. And so I wanted I put my husband in charge, Phil, um, that we wanted to play her when she was born. So she was familiar with them. I also have that too. (laughs) I didn't really (laughs) ever find the time, but. That's why I put my husband on it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say for as far as like a takeaway as I just think it's so important that whoever is going to be in that room with you, whether it's your spouse or your partner or a family member, whoever it is, make sure they know. Yeah. yeah, Make sure they know what you want. And. 100% agree. Yeah. That was my big thing. I kept telling Phil. you're willing to budge a little bit or. Yeah. I just think that that's a really important thing because in the moment it's hard for you to. Mm-hmm. almost like not I don't want to say negotiate but but stand up for yourself no, because you're talking but to you got to pick your battles yeah. and what you want and let it be known like I did the same thing I went over and over with my husband I think like every few days I'm like okay so I want skin to skin and I want to be able to breastfeed you know he probably <laughs> thought I was a crazy person I'm sure he'd say that but it was just Were like you that was so important that they weren't going to let you 
Like they were going to take I just her didn't and know just how long. like formula like just, feed her immediately or something. Because um, that's well, a skin fear I skin. had. <laughs> and I mean, and I did say unless like it came down to her health and obviously she needed formula or something, then give it to her. But I just, I'd read so much and I wanted to have that experience of breastfeeding, which is a whole other episode. Yes. But I wanted to <laughs> try <four> and <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I wanted to try to breastfeed, have that connection with her. And I had just heard that those first moment, you know, those first few hours were so important for doing that. So I think that's why I was a little neurotic on that. Yeah. And then just the skin to skin, just because I was being cut how open. They were literally stitching me up when she was your... like, holding her. Uh, how long after? <laughs> After, like your procedure did you get to hold her like they, they bring- gave her they were literally stitching me up like <laughs> They, I remember I could see, I, you know, my husband stayed with her the whole time, but they were weighing her and I could see her over to the left in the corner and he was giving me the thumbs up. So I knew like everything was okay. Uh-huh. And then they swaddled, swaddled her, brought her back over and they rested her on me. And oh yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. See, for me, I got to see him for like a second oh. and then they, you know, he went out with my husband and my husband followed him down to the nursery and everything like that you know to do all the initial, oh see like, we didn't have a nursery and weigh-ins and everything they did that all in the same room no and then i, I was, was on the table for like an additional maybe 20 minutes or so 25 mm-hmm. minutes and then no maybe more like 25 minutes and then they brought me back into the room and then finally brought him to me. And I would say from his birth to hit me finally getting to like hold him was about 45 minutes. And at that time, I like my arms were just like, bleh, like spaghetti, <laughs> you know, so I couldn't even really like hold him. But, oh, God, uh, and that's all you want to do. I, no, I, I did learn something from my actually my hospital when I did talk to them about all these things because I was the same way I said I wanted to have immediate skin on skin and you know with the hope that she would also uh, like nurse and they held off on all uh, on everything she wasn't weighed until like three hours after she was born she wasn't oh, wow. all that stuff so I think that's really, I didn't even know that was an option see and I think that's what well and you you somewhat well you somewhat got it Morgan and then a, another big thing too was uh, she never left our room yes and that was huge for me like I feel lucky in that regard that she was literally to the side of me. I could watch them weighing her, yeah. measuring her, brought her back to me. And then to answer your question, Tara, I feel like, and again, you know, we are a little drugged up, so <laughs> don't hold me to the minute. <laughs> but I feel like it was honestly only 20, maybe 30 minutes later. And they had wheeled her just to the room that they had had me wait in before they brought me to the C-section room, you know, where they're doing the surgery. Yeah. And so her and my husband were there. They wheeled me out there and I maybe we all sat there for an hour basically till I could kind of sit up and I wasn't feeling so woozy and my breathing got a little easier, but I was so adamant about holding her. Morgan and Tara, how long after the surgery, because you both talked about having shallow breathing. Did that last for a while afterwards? Like how long? I feel like half the day for me. How long? I feel like it was about half the day. So she was born in the morning at 834 and I feel like it was I mean let's be real we lose track of time no one's looking at a watch after that (laughs) but I feel like it was afternoon late afternoon that I was just you know you're all about them and just 
just holding them and bonding with them. But I remember at some point later that afternoon, just commenting like, oh, the breathing's getting easier. So it just wasn't a focus as much for me. Yeah. What about you, Tara? Did you feel like the recovery was like really tough? Actually, complete opposite. I had incredible issues breathing on the table and the whole entire procedure and the whole stitcher up and like lightheaded, just that low oxygen kind of feeling. Yes, the lightheadedness. I forgot about that. maybe like an hour or so after an hour or two. And I was just like so weak and bleh anyway, (laughs) like just so weak and torn down after everything that, you know what I mean? You're you're falling apart anyway. You also have been in labor for hours before. For all this. Yeah, like labor that wasn't like real labor. So they make your body. But you still do were, like it, had a but... double whammy going on. <laughs> well, it's still yeah, labor. No, even though your body, I mean, you're yeah. still getting contractions, but your body just yep. wasn't responding to it. Well, yeah, you had a lot I... going on. <laughs> It, no, it, it, I, it was terrible. Like, I had contractions at yeah. some point for, like, hours that were two minutes apart. Yeah, so, that's like, what I, I was, too. I felt horrific pain that would be, like, on, you know, 35 seconds and then off for however long, but you're, like, recovering. And then it comes back 40 seconds later and you're like, why? <laughs> Why? It's so bad. Like it hurts so much. And yeah. then nothing, nothing. My body, my actual like cervix, like, you know, if it, it's like, if it's like the balloon, the bottom knot was just like, nope, not even smidgen. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. They didn't have a separate nursery. So we had our own room and that's basically where we spent, you know, the four days with her. But you mentioned like they put, brought so him to a, a nursery. Most hospitals so that like, I looked up in, you know, this sort of tri-state area and everything. And just from what I've read, they still have nurseries. That's like a really common thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're tired, the mother's exhausted, you know, previous history, they take the baby and the baby sleeps in the nursery and, you know, the nursery nurses. Was it on the same floor? Yes, absolutely. And it'd be down the hallway. But I could send him. Technically. Yeah. But I could send him to the nursery whenever I wanted or have him in my room entirely the entire time that's how it was for me but did they advertise the nurse nursery part because unless you ask they really don't tell you about it Quest. yeah no i knew and i knew that there was a nursery okay. at the hospital especially because a lot of the hospitals the nursery is right adjacent to or even part of the same room where they would eventually like have some of the NICU and the preemie babies, not like in the, you know, like sectioned off, but in that same sort of adjacent area of the hospital, like the wing. So they have that by the nursing station. And like, for me, I was like, nah, screw the nursery. That baby's in the room with me the whole entire time. But other girls I've spoken to, women I've spoken to were like, oh no, I'm going to need to catch some sleep. He's going in there or you know what I mean? And the whole time that I was at the hospital for that, like, four or five days, ugh, I don't even remember anymore. He went <laughs> a little bit, and it was literally because he was asleep, and I was exhausted. Like, all the labor, you're up mm-hmm. that whole entire time. So maybe he'd go for, like, an hour and a half. No, ugh, not even. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I was nursing him every five seconds. So the truth is, like... <laughs> Yes. I, he, I kept him always. I think I, he went maybe two, three times because sometimes they take them. They have to weigh them again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
you know, it depends on what you are. Like, I think that's why we were talking about how picking your hospital is super important at first, what you Mm -hmm. want, where you want to be. And a lot of times, sometimes people can't travel to where they'd really want, like what they really want to do. So you just make the best of it. You, you know, you trust your body and you trust that modern medicine will hopefully totally work itself out. You know, (laughs) that's it. That's all you can do. (laughs) I think another important thing was pushing for my rights is knowing your rights with insurance and how many nights you can stay in the hospital because I think for labor they say two nights and for c-sections I want to say it's three maybe four again this is all feeling like a blur yeah it's usually it's usually three no and I think it is but I push two nights for the fourth night so yeah I push for the fourth night on the c-section because like you were saying I was so exhausted you aren't getting any sleep the baby was in the room with us all those three nights Mm -hmm. you know and you're trying to bond but that fourth night my husband and I decided they're like yeah you're ready to go home and we're like yeah we're not going home and that was the night that we let the nurses take her so that we could try to get some rest and it was the best decision we made it was the most sleep we got which was what let's say like three four hours right and you feel bad about yourself you're all like oh I feel guilty but you don't feel guilty I had like phantom crying I kept feeling like I heard that you needed to sleep (laughs) and the truth is like the nurse is coming in and I'm like not yes, like super that's another dangerous, thing. but falling asleep, like trying, like holding him, like and she's like, "Honey, you need to get some rest, honey." And these nurses, by the way, like I don't know that this lover matter, but shout out to Warwick Hospital in New York. Oh, so sweet. But yeah, no, I just knowing that you can keep stay an extra night and for that recovery time was so important to me and just something they don't tell you about because the doctors were all like you're fine I'm like yeah I'm fine but I'm exhausted so I'm going to take advantage (laughs) and stay (laughs) one more night I'm going to order room service one more time oh my god no I I thought the room service was horrible um and as much as I like food not me I'm not a picky girl I'll eat airplane food I'm not not picky either but I my sister got a lobster and steak dinner the day she gave birth I was like uh we didn't um I will say that as much as I (laughs) yeah I will say as much as I liked my hospital for everything that I was getting from it I had a completely different experience experience than my girlfriend who gave birth in the same exact hospital a week after me because they were over whatever day I was giving birth every single room was full they either had them booked for scheduled you know appointments for people coming in or people spontaneously went into birth so every single room was taken and I got the last recovery room so they were they they were understaffed the day that I was there. And it, that was something that was really most upsetting to me. I think about the hospital and them being understaffed, um, was that I went home completely empty handed. I had nothing. They didn't give me anything Mm. to go home with. So I had like, they didn't go over things during the day. I mean, it was literally, they came in every day talking about breastfeeding. No, (gasps) I, I got, a lactation Car seat? consultant. Did they check that? I had a lactation consultant that came once, like the following day after she was born. She was born at 9.44 p.m. They came the next day at like noon. So I had one wow. lactation consultant visit. I never got a hand pump. I didn't get a sits bath. I didn't get anything. Did they offer for you to pump there and use their machine? No machine. Nothing. It, I mean, and granted, oh. I wanted to breastfeed and luckily she latched. 
But yeah, I mean, I went home and I had trouble breastfeeding and they sent me home with no hand pump, nothing. I was having trouble with my insurance getting a pump. And yes, I remember that I had to just grit my teeth and and bear through the pain and figure it out. And I had nothing to help me. And thank God you're a super warrior. uh, So that's I think that's (laughs) That's awful. That's a huge really important to know the things that you should be going home with. Like if you are breastfeeding, like you should be able to get a hand pump when you leave. Like if nothing else, a hand pump. Um, I wasn't given a pump, but I did bring my pump with me. A lactation consultant came in all four days. Yeah. And they kept wow. helping me get better with it. They let me use their pump. So I never actually used mine, but they showed me how to I mean, when I got for, home. And for it being a birthing center and everything else. Now, I, ta- yeah. I spoke to my girlfriend who was there on a day when they clearly were not so busy. And she had a completely different experience. A lactation consultant that came in constantly. She got books. They spoke They were so they overbooked were so, with you. Yeah. they. And so I don't, There's there's a part of me that I don't blame them in a sense but i'm also like i didn't get that experience you're and equally as important yes. like yeah. luckily you're resourceful but they don't know that yeah yeah so <laughs> no you gotta you know. pick pick your hospital know your hospital know what you want yeah, but do. you still can't even predict, you can't that. predict like, that like just, they couldn't even predict that like true. they had no idea i mean i i said to yeah. them i got the last recovery room i was like what happens if, if you go to a different hospital, you're rerouted. Or what happens if yeah. I was least, there? Yeah. And they didn't have a recovery room left. Like, would I stay in the labor room? Like, it was just, it was crazy. So it makes me a little sad to know that, like, my friend and I both went to the same hospital. I had a really different experience. But at the same time, like you yeah. said, I was resourceful. I had an amazing husband who was on top of everything and helping me with everything and she latched and was a good baby so like I was lucky like thank goodness I mm-hmm. was lucky but I did struggle when I got home and that's I because felt... Remy's so smart she came out like at 60 weeks remember <laughs> she's like mm, been here done that <laughs> so anyways I will say I just want I think it's important for anybody listening to no, also like you're so you're you're so wrapped up on getting there and then being in that moment and those like couple of days mm-hmm. afterwards and you don't necessarily think about what you should be bringing home after like, even like I mean you should get a, a ton of free diapers and a ton of like oh my god I had the best with that like so I got super lucky again that my husband's co-worker it actually was his daughter was one of the nurses and she was so hilarious that she would come in like open I don't even know the brand totally irrelevant but open the diaper (laughs) package take one out put it on the baby or give it to us again don't really remember and she's like oh this is open you better take it home and it was like just one diaper missing and we got so loaded up on diapers beforehand and she's like wipes oh we used one oh i guess you got to take this whole thing with you but yes trisha you're so right yeah and and, and going home with stuff and just not having to think about things and even i don't know how it was for you guys with c-sections but for the natural labor like i needed ice I needed like little ice packs to like sit on. Yes. I needed like you're supposed to. Did you have one of those donuts or whatever I heard? No. That you sit on? Okay. No. Hey, you guys. Yeah. Hey, I just want to let guys. you know that, <laughs> that he's moving around a little bit. So I may have to go in soon. Okay. Well, let's okay. Because he's now How got let's do our mom. So let's do, unless anyone has anything to add, you guys want to go ahead and do our mom fashions oh yes so so i'll, I'll start okay so yeah my you guys mo- both go first <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so my mom fashion for this week is Trisha, you saw this the other day, but I swear to goodness, Charlie is trying to go back up inside me. She is attached at the hip these days. Like it's unreal. She did not used to be like this. I'm sure in a few years, I'll be wishing that she wanted to hang out with me. But right now, sometimes you need a few minutes. <laughs> so I totally tied a balloon to her wrist just to like entertain her because I was like, oh my God, I just need some time away. So that was my mom fashion of just, I had to tie a balloon, watch her entertain herself for a little bit so I could have five minutes to myself. That's amazing. <laughs> I forget how important to, a balloon like, is. Try out your mom fashion right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going you're on like, midnight, and you're about to tie a balloon to your son. <laughs> yeah, actually, it works you know amazing. What, guys, I think I know what my mom fashion is. Do it. Let's hear yes. it. My my mom fashion is I've been making the baby watch way too much Veronica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's because amazing. That's on all the time. I'm more impressed that he even stays still. Oh my god. <laughs> Hit me, Trisha. What's your mom fashion? <laughs> so my mom fashion is that I was at the office today and I was rushing to get out and I locked the door from the inside. I closed the door. And as soon as I hear the door latch, I was like, shit, I left my keys and my cell phone in the office. So oh, my, my keys, God. my heart would have sank. Oh my gosh. Keys, meaning my car keys and the office keys. And my cell phone, where my boss literally lives not even five minutes down the street, but I don't know her number by heart. So Who knows numbers? <laughs> I have Remy in my arms and a backpack and a, a ginormous bag. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't go anywhere. There's nobody else in the building. So I walked across the street. Luckily, there is a firehouse and EMT right there. And oh I asked God. if they knew how to um, <laughs> break, break into, into offices. <laughs> and luckily, they did. So I was... <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Mom brain to the max. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's my mom fashion. Oh, I boy. love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it for our episode on labor delivery. And I feel like we covered quite a bit more. Yeah, I think we've probably touched base on a couple other things. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is one that I know Trisha and I have been wanting to do for a while, our labor stories. Oh my gosh, yes. So I'm so excited that you could be a part of this, Tara. Thank you for sharing with yes, us. Yes, thank you, Tara. You definitely brought a lot of information forward that, you know, Morgan and I haven't necessarily experienced or had gone through. Thank you. Thanks. All right, I hope you have a good night, guys. Okay, <laughs> bye. All right, well, until, until next, next time. time. Ciao. Ciao.